electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. A worthy cause with a touch of celebrity, Matt Damon. Water is the least sexy of all causes. And I heard that and I was like, I'm on it. The actor and philanthropist taking on the world's water crisis. How he and partner Gary White are solving for safe water and sanitation. It is, you know, on the face, our story, our journey. It's a story of the millions of people around the world who gained access to, to water and sanitation. This approach, rather than just kind of giving a handout, is more about empowering people. So Matt Damon today, plus the rest of the stories that got us squawking. A new COVID lockdown in China and Elon Musk's plans for Twitter, perhaps not so passive, from a 9% stake to the board of directors. How long do you believe the management, the current management of Twitter is for this world? If Elon Musk has things that he'd like to see implemented, if you're working along with him on that, that's one thing. If you're opposing him and trying to keep him quiet in the corner, nobody puts baby in a corner in this one. It's Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back, you by in three, two, one, two, three. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We are live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Now to uh, follow up on that story that broke around this time yesterday morning right here on Squawk Box. Elon Musk already making waves after disclosing his more than 9% passive. I'm putting that in little air quotes there. You can't see me on the screen there. His passive stake in Twitter. Uh, The Tesla and SpaceX CEO tweeting just after 8 p.m. last night has more than 80 million followers. Do you want an edit button? We actually talked about an edit button yesterday with more than 2 million responses. Uh, majority saying yes to Musk's ask. Um, according to some, uh, crossing the line, though, uh, given the, the role that he's playing, that's why we were putting in air quotes, uh, his passive shareholder role and maybe what's turning out to be an activist investor role. If Musk wanted to enact change at Twitter, he would need to alert the SEC and file new paperwork to be in compliance Twitter shares are coming off their second best day ever since the IPO. And to the issue of filing, not filing, because we were talking about the sort of dynamics of this, Steve Davidoff actually uh, is quoted, I believe, in the New York Times this morning saying, the one thing that's so interesting is you can change the, the paperwork. So if you, he, he decided to go from passive to active. However, if the SEC wanted to bring a, fraud, a, a claim of fraud against him for claiming to be passive, they could. Um, it's a hard case to prove. What are the restrictions if you file as the an restriction active is investor? that if you're if you're if you're passive, the goal is not to get on the board. The goal is not to enact change at the company. The goal is not to do anything more than a passive shareholder. But, but what's the downside? Why would he file as a passive shareholder versus an active? Uh, I think well, first of investor. all, once you cross five percent, you have to. He's going to have to file something. So he has to say. What the, what the plan is. I will say from the calls I've made yesterday and people in and around him, there is more to this than just. Sure. But it, so he put not applicable, not, it didn't apply whether it was passive or not. Is that a fact that he put, he didn't 
I read that this morning. He put not apply as far as what he didn't file the passive paperwork, right? I read the I SEC filing I, yesterday. I, I thought it was the passive paperwork. I thought he I didn't. didn't I, put it, I, I thought he put not applicable. There, I read it in, in the journal. It's only like two pages. So, yeah. Yeah. He left that out, which made me think that well, he's not declaring that he's passive. Yeah. Well, we will see. I don't know what. And he was late, did, right? Which we mentioned, right? Did we? Did you? My question is: Did like, you vote for the edit button? Uh, I didn't. Because I did. So I said that yes. would allow you to not kill the, to not delete the tweet and redo no, it. You, right. You can you can just edit the tweet itself. You could adjust it and you could do it. By the way, interestingly, it's nice for typos. Uh, right. There was an engineer at Facebook who wrote back to him and said, you know, one of the things you could do is set it up so you could edit it and like Facebook, you could just keep a a roll of here so you see the old. So you could see the old if you wanted to. And and how did uh, how did Elon respond to that? I he said, know. Facebook gives me the willies. <laughs> so. so not looking to I think Facebook, Facebook is not his, his, his model. Yeah. But he's, he's off, he said a long time ago he's off Facebook. We've got some breaking news to bring you right now, uh, which is that Elon Musk uh, is now uh, being appointed to Twitter's board of directors. He's going to serve as what's called a class two director. So we've been talking a lot about... What's happened in the past 24 hours took, takes that 9.2% stake. We think it's a passive stake. I think we all thought there was something else going on. This is what's going on. It's going to be appointed as a director. And then the question, of course, is how much influence is he really going to have? I don't know if we did think it was, We never really did think it was a passive stake, although it's all semantics because he's not your normal activist. He's a... He's a Activists that want to. He's much more powerful. Right. Things yeah, he, I, don't think he, I don't think he's trying to shake things up. So to, the stock moved about 25% you know, yesterday. It's, just, it's moving about 5% on this news now. He will participate in director benefit arrangements applicable to non employee directors. That means I think, I think he's paid. paid. I know. That's what I wanted. Yeah, no, that means he would get paid, you know, I don't know what that's what I mean. That's not the director fee part of the story, I don't think, I guess. But clearly, the question is what kind of influence he's going to have over the company. Um, you know, they have a new CEO. Jack Dorsey's gone. Here's more for for uh, for so from Twitter for so long as Elon Musk is serving on the board and for 90 days thereafter, he will not become owner of over 14.9 percent of the company. OK, so stock. then the question is, is this now now we're talking activist, actually. So is this part of a standstill agreement? Typically, right. Probably um, when you. I mean, I, I haven't read what you 14, just read. 9. Yeah, I can read it again. You can read it again. Uh, you read it pretty, pretty you well. Did. You did. You read it Twitter well. Inc. Dash. Yeah. Uh, for so long as Elon Musk is serving on the board. Yep. And, and right. for 90 days thereafter, Musk will not become owner of a over 14.9%. But that means he can increase his stake 50% from what he disclosed he can, yeah. yesterday, 9.2%. Well, there's also something else going on, which is there's a buyback program in place at Twitter right now. So it's possible you're 9.2 just by default if you just hang around the hoop long enough under the, yeah, in the paint not, and wait for the ball. For too, too you know he could get over 10%, though. Yeah, but that's not going to happen too quickly. My guess, again, I wonder if he has disclosed to them that he plans to buy more if he is buying more while he's doing this the whole time through. Um, you could have bought more because I think you have three days to disclose your ownership. The other thing, though, that's interesting is once you're on the board, you are sort of stuck. There is, there is a thing, there is sort of an idea in, in the sort of activist theory, which is take the people, bring them under the, the tent, and lock them in the tent, which is to Good say... Good luck with doing that with Elon Musk. No, yeah, but, <laughs> but by the way... He's going to tweet his every waking thought about this. You're the, not going to be able to censor him or shut him down. That may be, but the other thing is if he sells the shares, he has to disclose. 
Yeah. So you'll, you'll know that. Yeah. And if he wants to buy more shares, you'll have to disclose. The other thing that still, by the way, remains in effect, which is the irony of this whole situation, the SEC and his own board at Tesla is supposed to be monitoring his tweets. And now he's going to be on the board of the company. Well, That's, it was his tweets related to the company. His tweets related to, to right. Tesla, I think, were in particular. Those are the only ones that were. That right. Were but there's going to be let's degree. just say there's going to be a heightened sensitivity also as a board member. So. Twitter board members typically, historically, have not been particularly active on Twitter Again, good luck about that. the company. No, but this <laughs> is this is going to become a very interesting dynamic about that very issue, I'm which sure is to say, they do want to bring him in. And is try Twitter's and have board going to have to now him. watch and oversee? But, uh, my point would Elon's. be is like anything that's been done historically, anything that are the Keep normal ways close. of doing business, I, you know. Good luck. He, he doesn't operate that way. I, now, I, I think it's probably smart I don't disagree to bring him with you. Because I, you don't want him lobbing in these things from outside right. over the fence. Uh, but Transom. you're not going to be able to control him. That's, you know, he's going to say what he thinks. I want to know what Jack Dorsey thinks of all this, right? There's yeah. a guy, creates a thing, leaves, and now the other guy's coming. You yeah. know who we get to talk to Who's on Thursday more, about this? Who's that? Longtime investor in Tesla, SpaceX, Ron, oh, Ron Barron, oh, right. longtime fan of Elon Musk and a real believer in what he's doing. He's so now the question is, is Ron Barron buying Twitter as a result of Elon Musk's involvement? I'd be surprised given how big the jump has been and how quickly, because Ron's also somebody who looks at fundamentals. Um, probably better buying How long for this world do you believe week? the management uh, the current management of Twitter is for this world. If no idea, if, it, maybe if they're Elon able Musk to work out a partnership with them. But my my thought, my point is, you're not going to be able to control him. If Elon Musk has things that he'd like to see implemented, if you're working along with him on that, that's one thing. Right. If you're opposing him and trying to keep him quiet in the corner, nobody puts baby in a corner in this one. An update on the biggest COVID lockdown in China in two years. Shanghai extended restrictions on transportation uh, today after. Intensive citywide testing yesterday resulted in a surge of 13,000 new asymptomatic cases. That's up from 8,500 the previous day. The lockdown now covers more than 25 million people, 25 million, after the initial phased lockdown was scrapped in favor of broader restrictions. I just wonder what's happening there, how they're going to handle this. You hear asymptomatic. I mean, it's nice to know, I guess, but... um, some of the things they deal with, though, just how strict they've been with this. Not only are you locking down all of these areas, if you test positive for it, Brian Sullivan was talking about this the other day, they take your pets and they kill right. them. Right. Like, yeah, he did mention that. Some people were tweeting about that. But asymptomatic could be deadly to people that who are right. at heightened risk. So that's the problem. And, and the bigger problem is they did not take advantage of the last two years to make sure they vaccinated their population, especially right. so, their older population. But it's just sort of weird that you know they're okay we found all these cases we would have never found them because no one's sick but you can be a carrier and then you know you go to a nursing home or something like that next thing you know and in the u.s senate republicans and democrats reached a deal yesterday on 10 billion dollars in additional uh, covid funding to buy therapeutics and vaccines Uh, so um, at this point 10 billion is not going to be necessary in terms of, of new funding. So yeah, I think the funding yeah. is still less than half of the $22.5 billion that President Biden first requested, but that compromise bill does uh, not include money to bolster vaccinations around the world. You had Senator Mitt Romney saying that the $10 billion is fully paid for by the uh, repurposing of unspent COVID funds, which is a good idea, too. Coming up on Squawk Pod, Matt Damon using celebrity for good. There's probably a moment where when you walk into that room, 
You're Matt Damon, the actor. And I wonder how much of a bar you feel like there is that you need to clear when it comes to Matt Damon, the expert on water. Well, look, I, I don't mind being underestimated. If it gets us in the room, you know, I think I can disabuse people of the notion that I'm a completely shallow celebrity, hopefully pretty quickly, and we can get under real work. That real work, bringing safe water and sanitation to millions of people around the world, is right after this. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back to Squawk Pod. Today we're tackling the worth of water, abundant for so many of us, but nearly 800 million people around the globe lack access to clean water and sanitation services. This can be highly expensive to the world's poor. The cost of public latrines, high interest rates for loans to install things like toilets, medical costs from health concerns that arise from lack of clean water, or think of the lost opportunity to go to school or go to work because of the daily struggle of getting access to something much of the rest of the world takes for granted. Water.org was co-founded by actor Matt Damon and water engineer Gary White. They have worked to change this economically crippling imbalance. It's been a key off-screen role for Damon for more than 15 years. The pair launched Water Equity, the first impact investment manager focused on raising and deploying capital to water and sanitation businesses, and it works in Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Their innovative approach relies on microfinance, small, low-interest loans that have now been distributed to millions of people. This is the sound of water.org customers in India using a communal and clean water access point. It's a faucet, not a well. Damon and White have been repeat guests on Squawk Box a number of times in the last 10 years or so, as their fundraising approach has evolved and grown, and as their list of corporate partners has gotten longer. Our Andrew Ross Sorkin caught up with Matt Damon and Gary White. Hey there. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you, yeah. To talk about their work, the importance of storytelling in getting the world to care about the water crisis, and even about the bromance between the actor and the engineer. Have you guys just been living on Zoom or what? <laughs> yes. It is the story they tell in their new book called The Worth of Water. And that's where Andrew kicks things off. Here's where I want to start. I want to actually start with the book because I feel like we at Squawk actually have been following your story for a very long time. Uh, there's a little couple cameo appearances 
uh, in the squawk front as well. Up next, actor Matt Damon joins us to talk about his new venture to bring clean water to the world. What so, got you into this? Yeah, that's what I, how did the very well, first time. I, I was on a trip in 2006, and I ended up going on a, on a water collection with a girl, and a 14-year-old girl, and I just really hit it off with her, and she, you know, she had come home from school, um, grabbed her jerry can, and we walked together for about a mile, yeah. and I said, you're gonna stay here? And she goes, no, no, I'm gonna go to the big city, I'm gonna go to Lusaka, and I'm gonna be a nurse. And, and I just remember identifying with her, because I remember when Ben Affleck and I said, well, we're gonna go to the big city of New York and be actors, you know? I want you to just tell us, really, actually, how you decided to write the book, but how you decided to write it together from two different perspectives. You want to take that one? Yeah, it's, I can start. Uh, how did we decide to write the book? I mean, it's it's that we knew there was a story to be told. And it, it is, you know, on the face, our story, our journey. But when you dig deeper into it, you recognize it's a story of the the, the millions of people, you know, 43 million <laughs> people now uh, around the world who gained access to, to water and sanitation through, through the model that, that we developed. And I think, uh, you know, we did look at different ways of, of telling the story, but, you know, we each had kind of stories coming into the, the co-founding of water.org and water equity. And it seemed like the best way to kind of reflect that and honor that was to do this, this alternating approach where we could each tell our, our part of the story and then weave them together. And, and we hope that that makes it both interesting and really authentic for us uh, as people take on the book and, and hopefully enjoy it. Hey, Matt, was there any part of it that surprised you when you would read his parts? No, I mean, a lot of it's, you know, I know Gary's story really well now, obviously. And uh, so a lot of it, we, you know, none of it really came as a surprise. Um, but we we really wanted it to feel like a conversation in, in the back of a Jeep. You know, uh, it's not a technical book. Um, you know, it's it's just really... As Gary was saying, we, we just wanted to bring the story of these these people that we've met. And the, and the reason this has been successful is because of um, this this approach, uh, which basically, rather than just kind of giving a handout, is really more about is is more about empowering people. And 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 we've just discovered that that if you just give the markets the uh, the small smallest nudge uh, to some of the poorest people in the world, they will they will solve their own problem. And um, and and that's been a really wonderful thing to see. Like I, I see it as you know these individual acts of heroism by these by these women who paid back these loans at over 99% consistently now you know millions of them millions of them and uh, and then that's a really wonderful wonderful story and something we wanted to share go back to what i think of as a bit of a rom-com of a story which is how you two met on the sidewalk outside of the clinton initiative back in 2008 yeah, it was like it was in a ballroom. Actually, we 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 came into this room from different sides, and and it was, you know, it, it, they have all these kind of whisper rooms there where you can kind of you meet meet people you want to get do do business with or something or 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 or, or uh, work with, and 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 you kind of go into a little breakout room and you can talk and, and figure out. And so we got assigned this room and it was massive. It was it was the wrong room for the two of us, uh, and we came in from the exact opposite side. So. Our first meeting was this very long, awkward walk across a ballroom uh, uh, to each other, and, uh, and the rest is history. And the speed dating began. Right. Did, you, did you know right. right then that this was actually going to happen? And what did you think was going to happen? Well, I hoped. I mean, I was looking for Gary. I, I was really looking to partner with kind of the, the best person in this space, and I really wanted to try to maximize the impact that I could have. And, um, you know, I, I, the more I learned about 
this issue, the more uh, I, I realized how complex it was. And um, and and so I, I really wanted uh, uh, to partner with somebody uh, great. So and that was kind of the, so I knew I wanted it to work. Um, I was really auditioning for for Gary. And Gary, were you looking for 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 Matt or for a Matt, if you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, I think, you know, when you look in the, in the book, the, you know, the realization that I had seeing Matt uh, in a session prior to this and the way he was so effectively able to communicate complex issues like this, it's like, yeah, I mean, let's, you know, and then got the connection to him. And then, you know, beyond him being, you know, an incredible communicator to, to see the seriousness with which he pursued this to the extent that he had actually even, you know, co-founded his own organization. And to me, that that spoke volumes about uh, how, how committed he was going to be to this. And then I think it just kind of mutually reinforced from there. It's like as his expertise on water developed and as the model itself developed, it just uh, we just saw progress. And, you know, when you see progress like that, you keep doing what you're doing and you scale it up. And that was, the, the, you know, the relationship, the organization, the model. And as you guys know, you know, it's Quack Box over the number of years, seeing how we have evolved. And I think that that is one of the big stories of the book is that even these massive, seemingly intractable social problems can be solved if you kind of turn the problem around a little bit, take a little entrepreneurial approach to it and kind of suspend, you know, conventional wisdom then all of a sudden you can have, you know, a water organization doing things like starting an asset manager and mobilizing, you know, the capital markets and creating the financial plumbing that connects those markets to women, you know, making a few dollars a day. And I think that's that's like the energy of kind of the success and the solutions is what's powered the, the, the relationship. And with Matt and I always, you know, pushing the boundaries to to have more scale, more impact. Uh, you guys write about uh, going to the World Economic Forum in 2014. But it, it sounds like you weren't so sure it worked insofar as you talk about yourselves a little bit as a, a curiosity or a novelty. Yeah, I mean, I think what worked the best about that trip and really most of the times we've gone are the opportunities to talk to you and people like you. And you guys have been great for us and 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 kind of bought in early and have helped us you know, and use your platform to help us get the word out. And that's that's been a huge part of uh, of, you know, us being able to to, to have the impact we've had. And um, and uh, but no, those trips there, they tend to, you know, I think now we've we've got a lot more traction and momentum. And now that we've reached 43 million people, it's not it's not a story that can be dismissed so easily. Um, and people, I think, are starting to respond to how effective it is, you know, this, our approaches and, and, and wanting to get involved, but it, it definitely was a tough sell uh, at the outset. Clearly by 2016, what was it, 16, 17, you started the fund. Yeah, yeah. Well, then we launched Water Equity, and uh, I remember being, you know, on the show with you guys, and we talked about that first fund. It was like eleven million dollars. It was friends and family. You know, we had barely a positive uh, return built into that model, but it was, and that that played out. But then, you know, we learned from that. We we took on, uh, you know, the advice of uh, some of our partners like at Bank of America, who helped us tremendously to kind of grow this into not just a fund that was kind of baked inside of a water NGO, but a full-fledged, you know, asset manager, actually the world's first asset manager that's focused exclusively on getting water and sanitation capital 
capital to people living in poverty. And, you know, you fast forward to today, we closed our third fund and the final close on that at 100 and, um, is oversubscribed, actually, 152 million. And so now we're on to the next one. So with now $200 million of committed capital that's out there right now, getting people water and sanitation while also getting you know targeted attractive financial returns uh, to investors we feel like this is kind of what allows us to have the audacity to believe we can actually solve this in our lifetime if you can activate the the capital markets uh to to do this then that is uh, i think going to put us uh way ahead in getting traction it's it's a remarkable success story matt has it changed for you in terms of going into those meetings? Because one of the things that I imagine early on is there's probably a moment where when you walk into that room, you're Matt Damon, the actor. And I wonder how you feel about that and then how much of a bar you feel like there is that you need to clear when it comes to Matt Damon, the expert on water, which I know now because we spent some time together, but speak to that. I'm curious, I'm curious how that actually just feels as a person. Well, look, I, I don't mind being underestimated, and um, that's always to your advantage, you know. But uh, but I, I, and 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 also, it's I, I don't begrudge anyone that. I'm glad it gets me in the room. Um, I, you know, we're not trying to hide the ball. We've got some a, a really good idea here, and um, and and we're always looking for for sources of capital. So I, I if if it gets us in the room, um, you know, it, it I think I can disabuse people of the notion that I'm a completely shallow celebrity, hopefully pretty quickly, and we can get under real work. Um, at least that's been been my experience so far. I'm very happy to help, help you disabuse them of that. Um, you've gotten a lot of corporations now behind what you're doing, and I'm thinking about B of A and Ikea and Caterpillar and uh, AB InBev. How important are the corporate partnerships? And at this point, now that you've, you've had these partnerships, are there certain other kinds of either industries or other type of corporate partnerships you want to pursue because of this? Well, we've, we've been very fortunate with the corporate partners that we, we've had over the years, and it's growing, right? There's uh, coalesced recently this Water Resilience Coalition, which has a number of Fortune 100 corporations in it. And you know we are partnering with them to help them kind of reach the uh, the, the water sustainability that they want to have around their business, help them reach people living in poverty with water and sanitation as kind of their social license to operate. They see this uh, actually as a win-win, and, and, and we are close to bringing them in as investors, too, where they will invest in the funds, and some of them will actually then donate the uh, the returns, the financial returns that they get on that. And so these corporate partners are working with their treasury functions now, actually, uh, because it's, it's important for them to be able to contribute positively to water. And it's also important for their ESG, right? We see a lot of, of folks who come at this because it does you know, from, you know, all kinds of levels of, of social purpose, of water conservation, even when you start looking at carbon and the carbon footprint associated with water and how we're helping to address that, it becomes good business and, and good ESG for them. Um, one of the newer partnerships you have, water.org has, uh, is with crypto.com. Matt, I know you've been uh, doing advertising for crypto.com. How did, how did that come about? And, and what does that mean for water.org? Yeah, it, it came about organically. They called and asked if I wanted to um, do a commercial for them. History is filled 
with almosts, with four simple words that have been whispered by the intrepid since the time of the Romans. Fortune favors the brave. I talked to Gary about it, and I hearkened back to something Paul Newman said to me years ago, which was about shameless exploitation for the common good, um, which is something he, you know, his face was on salad dressing bottles, and he actually put that on the on the on the label, and and. Uh, so I because I was I, I made the decision to do the commercial and give all the money to water.org. And um, and and Gary and I discussed it and we said, all right, let's let's go for it. And actually what happened, which was surprising and great, uh, was that the, that the people at Crypto.com heard that I was doing that and just completely unsolicited sent us a check for a million dollars. And so that was like that was great and and, and a surprise. And and it, it started this larger conversation because we have these partnerships with with uh, Stella Artois, for example. And, and you know, and they've been an incredible partner and, uh, you know, been inc incredible. You know, their marketing team and all of the you know, they've, they've really helped us try to get the word out about our work. And so so this has led to kind of a larger uh, conversation with uh, with Crypto.com about hopefully kind of a larger partnership in the future. I should ask, though. Twitter went crazy, you saw, I'm sure, Matt, when you did that ad. I don't have Twitter. <laughs> Do you I not seriously have Twitter? don't have Twitter. No, no. Does anybody tell you these things? Nah, sometimes people say you're on Twitter and I'm yeah. like, okay. I don't, I mean, I knew why I was doing the commercial, you know, and, and uh, I, I, you know, it was all about supporting this work and, and um, you know, it, it, I, I, my favorite thing about Twitter is what Ch Chappelle said. Twitter isn't a real place. You know, the, the, the real Twitter lights up when we are doing things like like the book. And we've seen a lot of, of positive feedback on that already. And we're just so, well, first, thankful to you for, you know, giving us the platform to, to talk about it and to, to do another installment in our, our of our uh, story with with you guys at Squawk Box. It's been great. This is like the ninth so, installment yeah. from, <laughs> and it didn't know that it's working. You know, so we really appreciate you uh, giving us the opportunity, and we hope folks will you know pick up the book uh, and see the incredible stories of the women that uh, are solving this crisis. That they'll you know maybe take it to their book club or pass it pass it along. So thanks, uh, Andrew. My really hope is that there's some business leaders watching us right now who also decide they want to jump in and get involved. So we hope so, too. We hope so, too. And uh, and thanks again for for continuing, continuing to share the story. You've been doing it for years now and, and uh, it's really helpful and we appreciate it. And we should say that the artist proceeds, uh, uh, author proceeds uh, obviously are, are going to water.org. Right. So um, so Matt, I do. Matt, in the book, I was going to tell you, though, one of the things that, that there's a great quote, I think it was a colleague of Bono's who says that water is the least sexy of all causes. And I heard that and I was like, I'm on it. <laughs> Do you, th and I think I've asked you this before, is there a water movie in the future? Have you, have you figured out the storyline there yet? I haven't figured it out. I mean, there are a lot of different ways to approach something like that. There are a lot of potential stories, but um, I haven't read one uh, that I wanted to do yet. And uh you know, I think if if I would love to find one that I would that I want to do, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do one because it was a water movie that that tends to not work out that well. You end up with a movie that you never really believed in. Um, have you been have you though been looking for a movie around water? I mean, the, the, the issues that water raises. Yeah. And, and I get sent them occasionally. People will write a script about it, but I just haven't read one. And they, they know that I'm that I'm involved in it. So they'll so they'll send it to me. But I just haven't read one yet that I found 
compelling enough as a movie. And if it, if it doesn't feel compelling as a movie, then no one's going to see it anyway. And you're not really helping by making it. So uh, Gary and I have talked about it, but, but uh, we just, we haven't found the right thing yet. Um, God asked you just about the streaming world real quick. Um, you know, you've lived, you've lived in the theaters, you've lived on, uh, on the streaming platforms, big milestone just in the last week, uh, Apple winning the best picture for Coda at the Oscars. Do, do you think that that represents something larger in the ecosystem? What, that them winning an Oscar or streaming in general? That, 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 uh, that an Apple, which was not even in the business a couple of years ago, is now winning Oscars. Well, I don't know if you've read, but they have a lot of money. And so <laughs> what that means is if they spend it in the right way, they make really good movies. And, uh, and you know, and they made Coda, uh, which was wonderful and uh, made, by the way, by someone from uh, my hometown. And, uh, and, uh, and, so, and, and, and so that's what, and so that's what it is. They're, 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 they've been really smart there. They've, they've made some terrific things. And, you know, I, I, it's interesting, everything that's happening in the movie business, you know, with COVID and, and uh, I mean, I had just a brutal year at the box office last year and, um, and I was, and I was happy with the work. And so it's like, you know, I, some movies, some movies are going to do better on streamers. And it's really for us, it's a, a lot of it's about getting people to see the work. I mean, we don't want to, you know, put a movie out and have nobody go see it. There's, there's, you know, then, then you just made it for yourself. And, uh, you know, the, the, the point is to kind of include include these things with, with an, you know, include an, with, with an audience. And and, uh, and and where is that audience? And certainly in the past two years, you know, a lot of them haven't been in the movie theaters because of the pandemic. And, you know, so we'll see how much of that comes back or or if it's only a certain type of movie that plays there. Um, I know a lot more people saw The Last Duel on streaming than in the theaters. That's for sure. And I got to ask. I imagine you watched the Oscars on Sunday. What did, what did you think of what happened with Will Smith and, and Chris Rock? Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. I mean, I, it just, it, it made me sad, but, um, but, but I don't have, you know, I don't have, I don't have anything to, to, to add really, you know, I mean, it's so hard for us to get on this kind of attention for the, the water crisis and it's a life and death issue. So to, so I, I want to kind of keep it focused on there. Okay. We're going to leave the conversation there. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, we wish you a lot Thanks, of luck Andrew. with the book. We wish you a lot, a lot of luck with the organization and everything you're doing. And uh, we hope you get an opportunity to see you guys in person very soon. Likewise. Yeah, likewise. Thanks. Great seeing you, Andrew. Thanks. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. 
Matt Damon and Gary White's book, The Worth of Water, is in stores now. Thank you for listening to Squawk Pod. Let us know what you think about what you hear. We're on Twitter at Squawk CNBC, or you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. And that's it for us on the pod today. You can catch Joe, Becky, and Andrew on CNBC beginning at 6 a.m. tomorrow, or listen to Squawk Pod anytime. We are clear. Thanks, guys. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.